Chapter Twenty of *The Imperialist* by Sarah Jeanette Duncan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Alfred Hesketh had, after all, written to young Murchison about his immediate intention of sailing for Canada and visiting Elgin. His letter arrived a day or two later. It was brief and businesslike, but it gave Lorne to understand that since his departure the imperial idea had been steadily fermenting, not only in the national mind, but particularly in Hesketh's. That it produced in his case a condition only to be properly treated by personal experience. Hesketh was coming over to prove whatever advantage there was in seeing for yourself. That he was coming with the right bias lorne might infer he said from the fact that he had waited a fortnight to get his passage by the only big line to new york that stood out for our mercantile supremacy against american combination he needn't bother to bring any bias lorne remarked when he had read this but he'll have to pay a lot of extra luggage on the one he takes back with him he felt a little irritation being offered the testimony of the cunard ticket back on his native soil its independence ran again like sap in him nobody wanted a present of goodwill the matter stood on its merits he was glad nevertheless that hesketh was coming gratified that it would now be his turn to show prospects and turn figures into facts and make plain the imperial profit from the further side hesketh was such an intelligent fellow there would be the keenest sort of pleasure in demonstrating things big things to him little things too ways of living differences of habit already in the happy exercise of his hospitable instinct he saw how hesketh would get on with his mother with stella with dr drummond he saw hesketh interested domiciled remaining the ranch life this side of the rockies lorne thought would tempt him or something new and sound in winnipeg he kept his eye open for chances and noted one or two likely things we want labor mostly he said to edvina but nobody is refused leave to land because he has a little money i should think not indeed remarked mrs murchison who was present i often wish your father and i had had a little more when we began that whole gregory block was going for three thousand dollars then i wonder what it's worth now yes but you and father are worth more too remarked stella acutely in fact all the elder members of the family have approximated in value stella said her brother and you may too in time i'll take my chance with the country she retorted they were all permeated with the question of the day even stella after holding haughtily aloof for some time had been obliged to get into step as she described it with the silly old empire whatever it was in england here it was a family affair i mean in the town of elgin in the shops and the offices up and down the tree-bordered streets as men went to and from their business atomic creatures building the reef of the future but conscious and wanting to know what they were about political parties had long declared themselves the hampton debating society had had several grand field nights 
prospect of lifelong friendships male and female in every form of the collegiate had been put to this touchstone sometimes with shattering effect if you would not serve with wallingham the greatness of britain you were held to favor going over to the united states there was no middle course it became a personal matter in the ward schools and small boys pursued small boys with hateful cries of annexationist the subject even trickled about the apple barrels and potato bags of the market square here it should have raged pregnant as it was with bucolic blessing but our agricultural friends expect nothing readily except adverse weather least of all a measure of economic benefit to themselves those of fox county thought it looked very well but it was pretty sure to work out some other way elmore crow failed heavily to catch a light even from lorne murchison you keep your hair on lorne he advised we ain't going to get such big changes yet and if we do the bloomin syndicates'll spoil em for us there were even dissentients among the farmers the voice of one was raised who had lived laborious years and many of them in the hope of seeing his butter and cheese go unimpeded across the american line it must be said however that still less attention was paid to him and it was generally conceded that he would die without the sight it was the great topic the day wallingham went his defiant furthest in the house and every colonial newspaper set it up in acclaiming headlines horace williams enterprising fellow remembered that lorne had seen the great man under circumstances that would probably pan out and sent round rollins rollins was to get something that would do to call wallingham in the bosom of his family and as much as lorne cared to pour into him about his own view of the probable issue rollins failed to get the interview came back to say that lorne didn't seem to think himself a big enough boy for that but he did not return empty-handed mr murchison sent mr williams the promise of some contributions upon the question of the hour which he had no objection to sign and which horace should have for the good of the cause horace duly had them the express duly published them and they were copied in full by the dominion and several other leading journals with an amount of comment which every one but mrs murchison thought remarkable i don't pretend to understand it she said but anybody can see that he knows what he's talking about john murchison read them with a critical eye and a pursed-out lip he takes too much for granted what does he take for granted asked mrs murchison other folks being like himself said the father that no doubt was succinct and true nevertheless the articles had competence as well as confidence the writer treated facts with restraint and conditions with sympathy he summoned ideas from the obscurity of men's minds and marshalled them in the light so that many recognized what they had been trying to think he wrote with homeliness as well as force wishing more to make the issue recognizable than to create fine phrases 
with the result that one or two of his sentences passed into the language of the discussion which as any of its standard-bearers would have told you had little use for rhetoric the articles were competent if you listened to horace williams you would have been obliged to accept them as the last or latest word of economic truth though it must be left to history to endorse mr williams it was their enthusiasm however that gave them the wing on which they travelled people naturally took different views even of this quality young murchison's working the imperial idea for all it's worth was walter winters and octavius milburn humorously summed up the series as tall talk alfred hesketh came it was felt rather opportunely into the midst of this plenty of people the whole of market square and east elgin a good part too probably of the town ward were unaware of his arrival but for the little world he penetrated he was clothed with all the interest of the great contingency his decorous head in the emmet's pew on sunday morning stood for a symbol as well as for a stranger the nation was on the eve of a great far-reaching transaction with the mother country and thrilling with the terms of the bargain hesketh was regarded by people in elgin who knew who he was with the mingled cordiality and distrust which might have met a principal they did not perhaps say it but it was in their minds there's one of them was what they thought when they met him in the street at any other time he would have been just an englishman now he was invested with the very romance of destiny the perception was obscure but it was there hesketh on the other hand found these good people a very well-dressed well-conditioned decent lot rather sallower than he expected perhaps who seemed to live in a fair-sized town in a great deal of comfort and was wholly unconscious of anything special in his relation to them or theirs to him he met lorne just outside the office of warner folk and murchison the following day they greeted heartily now this is good said lorne and he thought so hesketh confided his first impression it's not unlike an english country town he said only the streets are wider and the people don't look so much in earnest oh they're just as much in earnest some of the time lorne laughed but maybe not all the time the sun shone crisply round them there was a brisk october market on the other side of the road elmore crow dangled his long legs over a cart flap and chewed a cheroot elgin was abroad doing business on its wide margin of opportunity lorne cast a backward glance at conditions he had seen i know what you mean he said sharp of you to spot it so soon old chap you're staying with the english church minister aren't you mr emmet some connection of yours aren't they mrs emmet is chafe's sister mrs chafe you know is my aunt hesketh reminded him i say murchison i left old chafe wilder than ever wallingham's committee keeps sending him leaflets and things they take it for granted he's on the right side since his interests are 
the other day they asked him for a subscription the old boy sent his reply to the daily news and carried it about for a week i think that gave him real satisfaction but he hates the things by post lorne laughed delightedly i expect he's snowed under with them i sent him my own valuable views last week i'm afraid they'll only stiffen him that got to be his great argument after you left the fact that you fellows over here want it he doesn't approve of a bargain if the other side sees a profit curiously enough his foremen and people out in chiswick are all for it i was talking to one of them just before i left stands to reason sir he said we don't want to pay more for a loaf than we do now but we'll do it sir if it means downing them germans he said lorne's eyebrows half perceptibly twitched they do sir you a lot over there don't they he said it was as much as i could do to get at what a fellow of that sort meant tumbling over the sirs he prompted up with well all kinds of people all kinds of argument i suppose when it comes to trying to get em solid but i was going to say we are all hoping you'll give us a part of your time while you're in elgin my family are looking forward to meeting you come along and let me introduce you to my father now he's only round the corner by all means said hesketh and they fell into step together as lorne said it was only a short distance but far enough to communicate a briskness an alertness from the step of one young man to that of the other i wish it were five miles hesketh said all his stall-fed muscles responding to the new call of his heart and lungs any good walks about here i asked emmet but he didn't know supposed you could walk to clayfield if you didn't take the car he seems to have lost his legs i suppose parsons do not all of them said lorne there's a fellow that has a church over in east elgin finley his name is that beats the record of anything around here he just about ranges the county in the course of a week the place is too big for one parish no doubt hesketh remarked oh he's a presbyterian the episcopalians haven't got any hold to speak of over there here we are said lorne and turned in at the door the old wooden sign was long gone john murchison and sons glittered instead in the plate-glass windows but hesketh did not see it why do you think he'll be in here he asked on young murchison's heels because he always is when he isn't over at the shop replied lorne it's his place of business his store you know there he is hard luck he's got a customer we'll have to wait he went on ahead with his impetuous step he did not perceive the instant's paralysis that seemed to overtake hesketh's whose foot dragged however no longer than that it was an initiation he had been told he might expect some he checked his impulse to be amused and guarded his look round not to show unseemly curiosity his face when he was introduced to aleck who was sorting some odd dozens of tablespoons was neutral and pleasant he reflected afterward that he had been quite equal to the occasion he thought too that he had shown some adaptability 
alec was not a person of fluent discourse and when he had inquired whether hesketh was going to make a long stay the conversation might have languished but for this is that birmingham he asked nodding kindly at the spoons came to us through a house in liverpool alec responded i expect you had a stormy crossing mr hesketh it was a bit choppy we had the fiddles on most of the time hesketh replied most of the time now how do you find the bicycle trade over here languishing as it is with us oh it keeps up pretty well said alec but we sell more spoons and what do you think of this country far as you've seen it oh come now it's a little soon to ask isn't it yes i suppose bicycles go out of fashion and spoons never do i was thinking added hesketh casting his eyes over a serried rank of buying a bicycle alec had turned to put the spoons in their place on the shelves better take your friend across to cox's he advised lorne over his shoulder he'll be able to get a motor-bike there a suggestion which gave mr hesketh to reflect later that if that was the general idea of doing business it must be an easy country to make money in the customer was satisfied at last and mr murchison walked sociably to the door with him it was the secretary of the local odd fellows lodge who had come in about a furnace now's our chance said lorne father this is mr hesketh from london my father hesketh he can tell you all you want to know about canada this part of it anyway over thirty years isn't it father since you came out glad to meet you said john murchison glad to meet you mr hesketh we've heard much about you you must have been quite among the pioneers of elgin mr murchison said hesketh as they shook hands alec hadn't seemed to think of that hesketh put it down to the counter not quite said john we'll say among the early arrivals have you ever been back in your native scotland asked hesketh ay twice but you prefer the land of your adoption i do but i think by now it'll be kin said mr murchison it was good to see the heather again but a man lives best where he's taken root yes yes you seem to do a large business here mr murchison pretty well for the size of the place you must get lorne to take you over elgin it's a fair sample of our rising manufacturing towns i hope he will i understand you manufacture to some extent yourself we make our own stoves and a few odd things you don't send any across the atlantic yet queried hesketh jocularly not yet no sir then did mr hesketh show himself in true sympathy with the novel and independent conditions of the commonwealth he found himself in i beg you won't use that form with me he said i know it isn't the custom of the country and i am a friend of your son's you see the iron merchant looked at him just an instant's regard in which astonishment struggled with the usual deliberation then his considering hand went to his chin i see 
i must remember he said the son lorne glanced in the pause beyond john murchison's broad shoulders through the store door and out into the moderate commerce of main street which had carried the significance and the success of his father's life his eye came back and moved over the contents of the place taking stock of it one might say and adjusting the balance with pride he had said very little since they had been in the store now he turned to hesketh quietly i wouldn't bother about that if i were you he said my father spoke quite colloquially oh said hesketh they parted on the pavement outside i hope you understand said lorne with an effort at heartiness how glad my parents will be to have you if you find yourself able to spare us any of your time thanks very much said hesketh i shall certainly give myself the pleasure of calling as soon as possible End of chapter twenty